Who are you sleeping with? Myself. It's a show by Chris and Neil with all great movies. They are the real deal. We watch them all so you don't have to. It's movies that don't suck and some that do. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, this is a new episode of Movies That Don't Suck and Some Do. My name is the great, the understandable, the amazing Mr. Drip Drip Yeet Yeet himself, Neil. And always co-hosting with me today is... The uh, mediocrely average Chris... <laughs> I, I'm not really. I'm not ready to build myself up yet today, dude. So <laughs> you, you're like, I gotta get a couple drinks in me. Uh-huh. I gotta get a couple uh-huh. drinks in me uh-huh. as he swags down the Shinerbach holiday, uh, cheer. holiday cheer, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah it your is. favorite, oh, your favorite beer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I wish they sold it around. That's how much I like this beer. I, I know. Like, I, I've seen you drunk passed out in the alley uh, <laughs> with those like in your hand. But anyway, we're talking two movies this week. Uh, I, we took a vacation for a mm-hmm. week of the Thanksgiving. We're yeah. also probably going to be taking one for the uh, Christmas season. Yeah. But that's okay, guys, because guess what? We have lives, yeah, we and do. you don't pay us. Yeah. If if nope. if you guys will talk about how you can give us money a little bit later on, but right now we are um, we're we're, uh, we're working and we're trying to make it. This actually <laughs> takes it actually sucks money away from us. This podcast, but it's okay. Because we love you. But, okay. But anyway, so today we're talking about two movies that about uh, been over at the movie theaters this mm-hmm. week. None of no streaming movies, just actually theater movies mm-hmm. this week. And the uh, both of them holiday films. I yeah. didn't even know the one was a... I knew the other one. Well, I knew one was a holiday film because of the name. Yeah. And in the other one, I, I was like, when I went and seen it, I'll talk about this yeah. later. I really thought they should like release it now and not like a month ago. Yeah. When they released it, but whatever, we'll talk about them. But first, the first movie is The Holdovers, featuring the one, the only, he's so awesome, they named him twice, Mr. Pig Vomit himself, Paul Giamatti. I'm so insignificant, I can't even kill myself. Miles, what the hell is that supposed to mean? Come on, man, you know, Hemingway, Sexton, Plath, Wolf. You can't kill yourself before you've even been published. What about the guy that wrote Confederacy of Dunces? He committed suicide before he was published. Look how famous he is. Thanks. Just don't give up. All right? You're gonna make it. Half my life is over, and I have nothing to show for it. Nothing. I'm a thumbprint on the window of a skyscraper. I'm a smudge of excrement on a tissue surging out to sea with a million tons of raw sewage. So, yeah, that's from Sideways. I think, Neil, that's one of your favorite movies, isn't it? It is not one of my favorite movies of all times. It is a very good movie. Okay. And the, the but I, I thought I'd use that one because Paul Giamatti and the director Alexander uh, love Alexander Payne. Payne love Alexander Payne yeah that that was the two that was the movie they worked on last together that's, that's a good, it's, it's and cool. 
And that movie literally almost brought down the entire Merlot uh, <laughs> industry with one fucking line. I'm not drinking fucking Merlot. <laughs> just so you guys know. I'm not drinking no fucking Merlot! <laughs> just so you guys know, uh, Alexander Payne, he also did Election. He did Nebraska. He did Descendants. He's a very, very good director, and he's one of my favorites, so. Very, very good yeah. director. Uh, co-starring in this film. Now, the, the clip that we're using here is directly from the film, The Holdovers, because this man has not been in anything but plays. In fact, he was in a play, and the director said, hey, they're holding auditions across. Do you even want to go try that out? And he's like, yeah, I guess. And, <laughs> and then he got the gig. So this is his first making his feature, uh, feature movie debut, the one and only Dominic. Sessa. No wonder you're afraid of women. I am not afraid of women. Sorry, I shouldn't have said anything. Dr. Gertler says I don't always give consideration to my audience. Ah. And who is Dr. Gertler? My shrink. Has Dr. Gertler ever tried a good swift kick in the ass? Okay. All right, now your turn. Go ahead. Tell me something about me. Something negative. Something negative about you. Sure. Just one thing. All right. Yeah, that's from that's from uh, uh, the holdovers. Yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, yeah, great movie, and uh, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. And also in this movie, Divine Divine Joy Rudolph from one of my favorite reboots, High Fidelity. Where'd you get that from, Rob? Huh? From fucking fucking convenient opinions are us. Okay, you still listen to a dude who raps in a MAGA hat. So, are you fucking serious? Having shitty politics and a second grade understanding of American history is a tiny bit different than being a goddamn child molester. Allegedly. Jesus. Kanye West has a mental health issue. You don't think Michael Jackson had a fucking mental health issue? Okay, cool. Great, great, great. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to pop on some Charles Manson and we can all just vibe out to that. That sound cool for you? Charles Manson made music. Why? Would you like to buy that for your boyfriend too? It's actually oddly good. It is. You know what, Simon? But Sharice, what if... The only artists that we were allowed to listen to were inarguably nice people, right? With, with unassailably perfect ethics. We'd have to destroy every record in existence except for Bono. Phil Collins. Michael Stipe. Sufjan Stevens. Hey, can you guys sell me the records? So uh, I want to mention that Sufjan Stevens, I love Sufjan Stevens, and he made the best record of 2023, so I'm fine with that. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah. Also, also, I'm going to say this right now too. Um, High Fidelity, even though I'm a huge fan of the original, John Cusack, Chicago guy in a Chicago record store and stuff like that. I love that show that they did. High Fidelity. It was it was a good interpretation of the source material. And Zoe Kravitz is so yeah, she's so pretty, <laughs> amazing. Um, and also in this movie, one of my favorite character actresses. She's also won an Emmy for several of her displays uh, in The Good Wife as well. Uh, she was in. True Blood, and this one, I believe I picked a Claus, mm -hmm. uh, one of Mike's favorite players from Claus, Carrie Preston. Jen, what are you doing? I'm apologizing. Well, now is an extremely bad time, okay? You're not kidding. Shut up. What are you talking about? If you just hear me out, you'd see I had no choice about the wire. It doesn't matter. You betrayed me. You betrayed all of us. You're the betrayer. I hate you. Don't you even get that? Holly, you can't go from loving to hating. I don't care what you say. You see, you push everyone away. All right, I've had enough. You always wanted everything that I had. What, what are you talking about? Everything. You took everything from me. All you had to say was you need some space. Hey, you're delusional. Go to hell. Yeah, so um, that's from Claus, right? 
Yeah, Claws, which by any means is one of the funniest TV shows. If you never got to see it, it's it's about gangsters that run drug money through a nail salon. One girl is multi-personality, who's played by Carrie Preston. Uh, there's a, one guy named, what is his name? like Sugar Daddy or mm-hmm. or Father Daddy or Pimp Daddy. I can't remember his name now. But like the, the show is just ridiculously R-rated fun. Um, but that is the holdovers, everybody. That we'll be talking about the first movie tonight, and the second movie we'll be talking about is a holiday-based movie. It's what everybody's been talking about. I have been talked to about mm-hmm. this movie at least by five people. Yeah. They're like, "You got to review this movie. If you do not review this movie, we don't have faith in you as a movie reviewer." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay," and that is Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanksgiving is starring the one, the only, that's right. He's so popular. He was on several sh- sh- shows where he wore a suit, Rick Hoffman. If it pleases the court, I would like to tell a story about a noble ship's captain, a villainous pirate by the name of Faye Pooperson and a foul miscarriage of justice. Objection. Your honor, he's testifying. And my name isn't Cooperson. Richardson Cooperson, what's the difference? It's unorthodox, but I'll allow it. You're just him in a wig. A wig, if I may say, you are rocking, Your Honor. If I were married, I'd be all over that. <laughs> I bet he's so much better than Harvey. I am. Please proceed. Your Honor, paragraph five of the Nautical Code states that a captain shall not relinquish command to a party of pirates. If anyone here is a pirate, it's him. And I am the British Navy in this situation. Objection. She's hijacking my metaphor. Yeah, so that's from Suits, right? Yeah, right. And uh, also in this movie, the one, the only, Mr. Mc, Dr. McDreamy himself. In 2023's Sexiest Man Alive. Oh, is he 2023's Sexiest Man? I did not know that. I would have looked more shit up for that then. I I apologize for that. I did not know. But all right, the one, the only, Patrick Dempsey. That was a nice story, you know, about your chipmunk friend and all. You know, I know what it's like when someone disappoints you. It's tempting to see things the way you wish they were, instead of how they are. I don't wish that he's coming, Robert. He is. Right. Because the chipmunk told you. Yes. Pip actually said that... You know what? I don't know if you're kidding or you're being ironic, because chipmunks, they don't talk. Well, not here they don't. Or so in lieu of taking advice from a forest road, and I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, if it did work out and you decided to stay in New York, I'd like to help. Well, that's very kind of you, Robert. But Edward is coming for me. But what if he doesn't? Why do you keep saying that? Because I deal with this every day. If a relationship has issues at the beginning, it doesn't get any better. So, yeah, that's uh, from Enchanted. Enchanted? Yeah, there's a sequel that came out this year. But that's one of your favorite movies, right? That's one of yeah, didn't want us. You didn't want us to do the second, the sequel. You uh, said not to. We... we we loves that. Enchanted loves it. So, what about this Enchanted? Did she like that one? The the eighties poster that's Thanksgiving. No, no, no. Uh, the the sequel to Enchanted. Oh no! Oh, Disenchanted. She has not seen. Yeah, this. we've not seen. It's this. been out for like what, like six months? Uh, yeah, we haven't seen it. We've seen the sequel. Is it the sequel's Disenchanted? Is that what that's called? Yes. Oh yeah, we didn't like the sequel very much. Uh, okay, but anyway, uh, also in this uh, movie, uh, making her uh, basically making her main role debut, uh, now for Locke. Look, I know you have a way of doing things, but this is Westbrook. Tell me. 
no disrespect to the geniuses you coached at Wisconsin, but we won't respond to my way or the highway. Treat us with respect and we'll respond in kind. This is very constructive criticism. Right. Thank you. I appreciate that. I hoped you would. Especially since you're kind of cute. And if I'm going to grunt and sweat five days a week for some guy, at least let him be good looking. Oh, please tell me you did not just say that. I couldn't possibly have. So she was talking to another sexy man, John uh, John Stamos. So, um, but, John um, Stamos, are you in a sexy man today? Chris is in a sexy man well, mood. Tell me, he's like, in a sexy he, it's man. Just, he's one of the few people I can think of that's gotten better looking. He's got. You just look at it and you're kind of like, all right, I do John Stamos. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying I wouldn't, but but um, and every time you look at is it every time you look at John Stamos, you look at him and you just go, I have mercy. Oh yeah, I do I do that? Yeah, the, the full house thing. Yeah. Uncle Jesse, come here, Uncle Jesse. <laughs> um, All right, and um, who else did I put? Oh yeah, last but not least, uh, Gina Gershon. Gershon. Yeah, Gershon. I'm sorry. I spent over twenty years living, breathing, fucking, sucking, eating, sleeping, and dreaming all things rock and roll. It never occurred to me that I might not make it. So. Did I really want to be slugging it out in little clubs, still chasing that rock and roll dream when I was 45, 50? How about fucking 60? I mean, at what point do I become a joke? Yeah, so that's a pray for rock and roll, right? Pray for rock and roll? Yeah, pray for rock and roll. Yeah, uh, I mean, she's a, she's one of those Hollywood legends. I mean, how many decades has she been in movies yeah. that, you know, you're just like, as soon as I saw her, I was like, no way! She's, huh. she's one of those... People in the league of uh, Parker Posey, where they're always going to be just really, really, really attractive. You know, you're really into attractiveness today. I yeah, Do like, I look attractive? Do I look? Does Roddy Roddy Piper look attractive? When'd you yeah. get that shirt? Is, it, is, yeah. that shirt, is that shirt new? It's got to be new, right? What? The shirt's new, right? Sure? I, well, I've had it for for about a year. Okay, same same time I've had the shirt, so I guess. Right. And everybody, Chris is already drunk. Chris, tell everybody where they can find us. Mm. <laughs> you can find us online moves don't suck net. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash moves don't suck podcast. One tw- uh, X MTS podcast for however much longer I don't know. Um, we are also yeah because X is going down, but uh, also we're on Instagram MTS podcast. We're on uh, Patreon patreon.com slash moves don't suck. If you guys want to send us. Uh, a few dollars so we can uh, eat for once in our lives. Uh, uh, you can send <laughs> We're on Instagram. Oh, but we did that. Oh, we're at uh, Bonfire. It's a minute. It's been a minute. Bonfire.com. Search News Don't Suck. You'll find merch like uh, hats and t shirts and all kinds of cool shit there. And where you find podcasts, you find movies don't suck. Uh, we're also on YouTube if you're watching this somewhere else. But yeah, Neil, who are we talking about today? Oh Today, shit, sorry. Hold talking. on, hold on. And W2M Go to W number two M is a moviesnet.com. You'll find us there along with a bunch of other podcasts. In fact, the end of your episode will be that's what we do with our friend Mark Bradovich of Bradovich and Broadcasting, who does Damn You Hollywood and a bunch of cool podcasts on the network. So. Who, if he comes on our podcast, I'm going to bitch at him and be like, hey, dude, you, how many has he asked me to be on for wrestling this past year? 
Hold on. None. None. <laughs> Don't bitch him, dude. He's he's a. He's I'm a- gonna totally bitch at him. I'm gonna be like, hey, dude. You know how many times I was front row at some of the most <laughs> biggest events of wrestling this past year, and he's just like, nah. We don't want to talk to Neil about that. Mark, I still that love makes you. No sense. I still love you. Mark. I like Mark. It's not like he listens to us anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, today we are going to be advertising one of my favorite places. That is Fassler Hall. I got taken there from my good buddy after Thanksgiving. We went down there to see one of my favorite local bands, the King Cabbage Brass Band. Uh, now, Fassler Hall has everything from homemade waffles. They make their own sausage there, which is ridiculous. Everything's ridiculous. Is it German food? Dude, yeah, it is German food. Okay. And they have now, they have three locations, um, one in Tulsa, one in Oklahoma City, and now they just opened up one in Little Rock as well. And each location pretty much has that same atmosphere, that same look like this, where it looks like you're down, you're, you're sitting down in a really cool, you know, environment. It's pretty open spaced and everything. And the one thing... I uh, got to do because of Fassler Hall this past week uh, was uh, watching the watching the wonderful King Cabbage Band. I'm sitting there having a good time. Oh, there's my father-in-law in the corner. Uh, I'm having a good time, and all of a sudden, I turned around, and Chris, you know what I see? What's that? A guy with a goat. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing in here with a goat? And he's like, I don't know. It's a very cute goat. I go, does your goat have bling on? He goes, yeah. I was like, all right, man. So <laughs> Bassler Hall to get more information. And literally they got like over, they got some of the best drinks, best beers, and some of the best food I've ever had. Their, their sausages, their brats, all the above. Their, uh, oh, they got, they make their own pork rinds. Did I show a picture of that? Yeah. Boom. They make their own pork rind, schnitzel, all the above. Seriously, if you get a chance, go to any one of the locations. One's located again in Tulsa. We got one in in Oklahoma City, and the other one is in Little Rock, Arkansas. You can find all this information at FasslerHall.com. That's F-A-S-S-L-E-R Hall.com. Or you can go to uh, Facebook at Fassler at Facebook.com back, uh, forward slash Fassler Hall T-U-L. Good times. Yeah. So, uh, it was a good time. I'm not going to lie. I got, we had a fun time that night. And I, I literally like, seriously, how many times do you go out in the world? And, and my friend Jason, who comments on the, on the show here and there, uh, that's who's the one that took us, took it out, out there. Um, but how many times do you walk into a bar and there's just a guy holding a goat? I mean, like, that's like, a, fit, a, that's a fair goat. point. He's he holding a little baby goat. Very, and it's like, it's very adorable. <laughs> so, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful baby goat. I was just like, I was like, all right, that's how you get the ladies. Ladies. So uh, you're saying if uh, I, my wife divorces me, walk into a bar with a baby goat? You're totally getting laid with a baby goat, Because <laughs> you, you have enough love and care that you're taking care of a baby goat. Yeah, tender care to take care of the animal. That's very All right, so Chris, Chris, before we get into the movies, I just got to ask, because today was the day. Today was the day for Spotify Wrapped for 2023. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what was your number one most 
listen to song. The me- oh, the one. Oh, fuck. Uh, give me a second. Uh, my number one most listened to uh, band was the Mountain Goats, which has been pretty much part of the course for um, the past couple of years. But I, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, last year they were because that's when I got you for Christmas thing. Last yeah, year was you, you Mountain Goat shirt. Yeah, you did. Uh, I'm trying to find. The rap, because yeah, what was your number one? Uh, I took I, I I took screenshots of mine so I can pull mine up right away. Okay. Um, I gotta find where it's at because I did some editing stuff. My top artists were Blue October, mm-hmm. Otep, Metallica, uh, Marilyn Manson, Power Man, Five Thousand. Okay, so uh, my top five artists were Mountain Goats, No Effects, AJJ, Jeff Rosenstock, and Holy Fawn, and my. The top number one song was "Like You Better" by Jeff Rosenstock, off uh, his new record. Oh, nice! Hell mode. Mine was my number one song was "Shelter in Place" by Otep, which um, has this wonderful part in it. Goes, "Hey, hey, NRA, how many kids did you kill today? <laughs> hey, hey, NRA, how many kids did you?" Kill? And then "Hollow Moon," uh, "Hollow Moon," "Bad Wolf" by AWOL Nation, which which, which is like. I like listening to that going to work because yeah. it kind of gets me and it's like, yeah. you know, I'm going to tell the bad wolf, the bad wolf don't bite no more. And then, uh, Oh my, my by blue October. Where did you go by blue October? And I hope you're happy by blue October. My number two is Braves now by AJJ. My number three is distance by AJJ. Uh, fourth is paranoid by black Sabbath somehow. And then, nice. And number five is <laughs> it's my job to keep punk rock lead by no effects. No effects. And- that. No effects and mountain goats are generally always in my top five for the wrapped. Um, but dude, the um, after the top five, my number six song because you can go to your uh, oh, yeah. makes a playlist oh, for yeah, you, yeah, yeah, sure. makes a playlist oh, for okay, you, yeah. and that's literally the order of the songs. You like what it is on that playlist uh-huh. is the order that your songs is. The number six song was David fucking Bowie by Power Man Five Dust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The, I mean, you were telling me that a lot of times, like you. You can tell when you've been listening to stuff based on when you saw them last, or you you saw a Pyramid Five Thousand right before we talked to uh, Spider One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, the, it said that they were number one for the month of April or whatever, and that was the month that we uh, interviewed them. And plus, I was on the way to you know. Uh, oh no, no, that was in WrestleMania time because I didn't go to WrestleMania that last past year. Uh, but yeah. Um, anyway, so. Way to get going there. Let's get into our first movie. Our first movie is Hold Up. The Hold Up. Uh, yeah, directed, tell them a- uh, directed by Alexander Payne. You guys know Alexander Payne. He directed Election. He directed Descendants. He directed uh, Sideways, obviously. And this is his newest film uh, they directed. This is written by David Hermigson. Uh David Hermigson has written things. He's been a producer for stuff like he did produce um, Don't Trust the Bean Apartment 23. I guess uh, bitch is what you'd say. Uh, he uh, he also um, he wrote things such as I'm sorry, I'm pulling this stuff up. He wrote uh, remember that Uncle Buck TV series that didn't go anywhere. He wrote an episode of that. Uh, but he's a he's a he's a seasoned writer for TV, and this looks like it's his one of his first um, movies. Uh, this stars the always amazing, always always lovely Paul Giamatti. I'm so insignificant, I can't even kill myself. It also stars Devine Joy Randolph as Mary Lamb. Where'd you get that from, Rob? Also, uh, Dominic, Sessa, Dominic Sessa plays Angus Tolinus. He's one of the main characters. No wonder you're afraid of women. And Carrie Preston plays Miss Lydia Crane. 
Jan, what are you doing? I'm apologizing. Well, now is an extremely bad time, okay? And so, uh, Neil, what's your storyline for uh, the holdovers? Nobody likes teacher Paul Hanham. Not his students, not his fellow faculty, not the headmaster, who all find his pompous and riggedy expiratory. What, what okay, that? so pompous and rigidity, rigidity, exasper—oh god, exasperating. So, po- oh, <laughs> and riggedy, exasperating. <laughs> with no family and with nowhere to go for Christmas holiday in 1970, Paul remains at school to supervise students unable to journey home. After a few, a few days, only one student holdover remains. A troublemaking 15-year-old named Angus, a good student whose bad behavior also threatens to get him expelled. Joining Paul and Angus is the head cook, Mary, an African-American woman who caters to the sons of privilege and whose own son was recently lost in Vietnam. These three very different shipwrecked people from an unlikely Christmas family-sharing comic misadventure during two very snowy weeks in New England. The real journey is how they help one another understand that they are not beholden to the past. They can choose their own futures. So, uh, when you see the... That was weird. Yeah, that's all. Uh, so, so, uh... The thing about this, when you see the previews, it looks like a 1970 film. Like, like it has like like the film of green grain, like hairs and stuff on the film, and it's like that at the beginning of the movie until like it goes away. I guess like ten minutes away, you know, it's going away. But um, did you feel like this was like a 70s film to you, or did it just seem like the the um just the fucking just the time? Say that again. You you feel like it was the time, or like, the, like did it feel like a movie from the 70s to you? Oh no! It felt like they were trying to be like yeah, the seventies, yeah. but it still felt good. It's it's it still felt like uh, the time era, mm-hmm. you know. Just like uh, oh, what was that good movie that we saw with Ben Affleck as a bartender? Um, oh, what was the one with Ben Affleck as a bartender? Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was an, uh, the Amazon or something, right? Fuck, I don't remember. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I I'll, I'll look up. But anyway, um. But it just reminded me of that. It was very much, you know, you you felt it. You felt like. Um, yeah, you felt the the you know like the atmosphere you got where they're at, and I thought it, that felt really good. Yeah, this and is it a gave really it good its movie. placement. This is a really good movie. Yeah, um, that's what I just want to jump in and say right <laughs> yeah. off the bat. The tender bar, the yeah, tender bar was yeah, the name yeah, of that movie. Yeah. Anyway, um, the uh, this is one of those movies I see getting found year uh, like not this year. But maybe in like two or three years yeah, when it's, it's, it's on because it's a Christmas movie, you know. Like actually, it started. It went on VOD as of yesterday. Okay, so yeah, people people need so, to watch great Christmas time to watch this. Good time to watch yeah. this. I, I wanted to see this because it was G, Paul Giamatti, and mm-hmm. there's not a time I've ever watched a Paul Giamatti movie where I was like, "Man, that sucked that I saw that Paul Giamatti movie." <laughs> so, um, you I, know, yeah, yeah, the the, the acting in this is fantastic. Paul Giamatti plays Cranky so good. Um, but he always plays Cranky really good. I mean, think about him and Pig Vomit, you know. Uh, and uh, I like Dominic Sessa. Very good. I, I just, this movie had a lot of heart. Yeah, the, the, three, the, three main, the three main characters played off of each other so well. Mm-hmm. And they bounce back and forth constantly yeah. that it was just really good. Uh, Divine Joy, oh my gosh. Uh, 
knocked it out of the fucking park as well. So good. So each one of them played their part so well that it made the movie feel more and more in a part. And each one of them was teaching each other a lesson. Yeah. And not just uh, humanity, not humanity, but humility. Yeah. And like teaching themselves how to accept what what bullshit they had to go through to be where they are at that point in their life. Yeah, all these characters feel very lived in. They felt you know, authentic. And I just, I, and the Alexander Payne has this thing where he gets to your heart. And this has a lot of heart, and I'm a sucker for that. So I really fucking enjoyed this movie. I cried twice, I think. And, um, just and, and I was, you know, I went and saw this by myself. No one saw it with me. I, I had a day off, and I was like, I'm gonna see this movie because I wanted to. And I'm glad you uh, said we had to because I, I was all about seeing it. Yeah, it's because it's not just a dramedy, guys. It's, this is this is not just a drama. Yeah, this is a comedy as yeah. well. It literally has some really really funny parts. <laughs> Where you're like laughing out loud, mm-hmm. just laughing at what's going on, mm-hmm. and the buildup for each character's arch, each character's story that you know their character arch um, was amazing. I'm not gonna lie, I absolutely loved the story arches for each one of these characters. Um, it got to the point where you're rooting for the asshole at some point. <laughs> And, and then you're like, then when the asshole gets let down, you're like, oh, well, yeah, duh, because that person's an asshole. <laughs> that makes sense why that would happen. Yeah. So, you know, um, that is the best way for me to kind of describe it. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 something that I feel like, uh, I, and I feel like me, you connected to that character a bit more. Because you, you always seem to connect to the wounded kid character <laughs> a bit. Who, me? Yeah, yeah. Like, for example... Uh, you think I, I connect to wounded characters more than anybody? Is well, that what you just said? Well, I'm thinking about, like, wounded child, like kids, like, for example. You need to stand on, like, you connect it with that Pete Davidson character. I think you connect it with Dominic a little bit, too. You know? But like, anyway, we're not going to talk about how child, how challenging my life is. Okay. You bastards. It's, <laughs> it's okay. I didn't want to... I didn't want to drink it all tonight, Chris. That's great. Well, uh, this movie, The Holdovers, it's 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 um it's up there in the in one of uh, Alexander Payne's most understated, but I think a movie that is going to gain an audience over time. I think you're right. I think that it needs to get the audience. It's a it's a holiday film because uh, fucking watch it on it VOD. Really, is very much a holiday film. Watch this get to catch some VOD uh, because you you'll be glad that you did. I I really really. Really enjoyed this movie, and I hope everyone listens to us and goes sees the holdovers because it's fantastic. I mean, it, it, by any means, this is um, I. The reason I chose it is because when I when I saw the trailer, mm-hmm. it reminded me of the feeling of like planes, trains, and automobiles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, or uh, Dutch. Remember Dutch with Ed O'Neill? Yeah. You know, uh, who played Al Bundy? Where he goes. <laughs> And gets a kid and has to bring him back and stuff like that. It, get, it gave me that kind of feeling. It gave me that old Christmas feeling, like one of those. Movies. And I think that's why I was, was really good. I, I really guys this whole time, whole time, Chris. I I did it again. I'm not paying attention <laughs> to myself. We haven't done this in a while. You know the background. Sorry, pal. Uh, not just the background, not just the background. It's not like I work on this for hours, Chris. Oh, that's <laughs> a, that's a, you found that perfect. You found that perfect house that was in there, All right, man. 
but uh, yeah, yeah, not just that, Chris. Not just that, Chris. But what else do I always do? I I, I don't know what else do you always do. Oh my God! Why why is this working? Are you trying to change your icon? No. Oh, but, oh boom. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Neil always puts quote. The entire movie. Okay, so let's go to the facts real quick before you <laughs> tell me to go read that stuff. The entire film was shot in a real practical locations. No sets or sound stages were used yeah. in this whole entire movie. All right. Even though the movie features a heavy film-looking renaissance of the 1970s, the film was entirely shot digitally on ARRI LX Mini. All the hallmarks of solid film, like the film grain, halitish, dirt, and gate wave, were added to the post-production. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, cool. This movie was only bought for $30 million after screening for buyers at an internal... At the uh, Toronto International uh, Film Festival in 2020. It's the biggest sale to ever happen at that festival. Okay, cool. And it wasn't even on the roster. <laughs> this Dominic said that this is the hardest scene for him to shoot was the ice skating scene since he found it difficult to fall on command since he had formerly been a hockey player. When's the last time you skiing? Do uh, ice skating? It's been fucking years for me. I'm sure I'd kill myself. Yeah. I I can't remember the last time yeah. I did uh, ice hockey or, or or on ice skates. It has to be. Ooh. Twenty twenty six. So that was the two years from now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Twenty twenty. Okay. Yeah. Twenty twenty. Oh no. I'm sorry. Twenty. Uh, two thousand six. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said twenty twenty six. I'm like. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 2006. So okay. it was 2006. So like in three years, it'll be like literally 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, this is Alex Payne and Paul Giamatti's first film together after Sideways from 2004. Pulp, Paul Giamatti and Divine Joy uh, Randolph are graduates of the prestigious Yale School of Drama. Uh, Giamani received his MFA there in 94, Randolph in 2011. And that's it, man. That's the facts of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, man, I'm sorry. I, I really wanted to have those yeah. in there because those are good facts and they would have got yeah, us talking more. Yeah, Neil, you I, sort I of used them in the next movie. Movie. But, yeah, Holdovers. Uh, it's, it's all on, Chris's fault. Yeah, that's right. It's on VOD. Um, if you guys want a good Christmas movie, watch this. Is This is one of them. It's not, it doesn't have Stan in it, but it has... Uh, Heart, and I'm a big fan of Heart and Alexander Payne, the way he weaves in. Dude, Chris loves Heart so much that he gets so much hard-ons. It's awesome. Yeah, hard-ons. I do. Hard-ons for people. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) Do you have uh, quotes for this, Neil? Of course course I got quotes for this, Chris. It's what I do. Okay. Now, if I can read them. That's a different story. (laughs) Yeah, different story. Oh. I don't indulge in porn, especially since I get the real thing from Randall's mother. Damn. Woo. Damn. <laughs> Are we allowed to let the boy skate? Yeah, but if daddy buys... Yeah, especially since da- if daddy buys a new gymnasium. <laughs> Pretend to be a human being. It's Christmas. I better not catch you alone or I will full on nut punch you. <laughs> yeah. We are already holding over and now I'm being punished for it. That's why nobody likes you because you're an insecure asshole. 
I thought all the Nazis were hiding in Argentina. <laughs> Most people's lives are like a hen house ladder. Small shit. Oh, shitty and short. <laughs> yeah, shitty. You should know. You got a hen house yeah, we ladder. Do. How many times you got to clean the shit off that? Oh, it's still his job. So. <laughs> you can't even dream a whole dream with you in it, can you? Uh, being here with you is already one big fucking detention. Hey, I heard they got Miller Lite here. It's the champagne of beers. Oh, yeah. I walked into the gym and someone vomited in there. Um, every child is an artist. The problem is remaining an artist when you grow up. Are you trying to look down my shirt? Are you? Are you trying to look at my shirt? Yeah, yeah. Trying to, okay. He doesn't matter if daddy gets a little hand tied. No one is their father. You need to learn this. I feel the world a bitter and unconfident place. And I feel like it feels the same about me. And stand up for the lady you bore. All right. You have always been penis cancer in human form. <laughs> All right, so my score in this is a 4.3. I really enjoyed this uh, I'm right there with you, bro. Uh, re- like, because you know what I vote on? I, I always vote on rewatchability. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I could probably watch this movie like 10 times. This is like one of those movies when you're done opening the gifts and you just want to chill, drinking a drink, smoking a smoke. And you just want to sit there and be like, hey, what should we watch for Christmas? And you're like, I heard of this movie called Holdovers. We should watch that. All right. Uh, yeah. Neil's uh, and, stuck on a vape in this. Um, so, uh, Neil, I'm on RottenTomatoes.com. What is the audience score for the Holdovers? Um, gee. Uh. 83. 90%. Audience, Damn, audience off says, by seven. Audience says, cute and touching, if not laugh out loud, loud hilarious. Holdovers is a thought-provoking dramedy for viewers seeking a dialogue-driven movie with a throwback feel. All right, Neil. What is the creative score for the Holdovers? 93. 96%. You're really close. Damn it! Certified I should have just hit one. How many weeks has it been since I hit one on the target? It's been oh my gosh. Uh, uh, I, I'm on a, a cold run right okay. now, bro. Certified fresh 96% creation consensus is beautifully bittersweet. The holdovers have marks a satisfying return to form for director Alexander Payne. I'm going to do a bad review and a good review. It's been a while. You're a good review and a bad review. So this is from Eleanor Ringo-Cardicator of the Supporter Report in Atlanta. It goes, if only Holdovers had some of the actors bona fides, but overall it feels painfully funny. Uh, fuck you. And this is from Max Weiss of the Baltimore Magazine. She says, Rye funny with some zingers that will stay with you longer after the film is over. And closely observed, Holdovers is my kind of Christmas film. And yes, it's my kind of Christmas film too. Uh, Paul G. Monty's in this, so I'm going to kind of for it. So yeah, guys, if you guys want to watch a Christmas movie, Holdovers should be in rotation if you're tired of, you know, the Santa Chronicles or whatever. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, right. if you don't want to see Santa Claus uh, beating someone up, 
I mean, there's so many different Santa Claus ones coming out. We're gonna. Have, I don't even know how we're gonna do any of them. How many selling? Are we gonna do selling night? The John Woo film. We gotta try to throw it in there somewhere, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, dude, there's so many good movies coming out this month though because of the strike, the writer strike, yeah. the the you know the the actor strike. Like, what we got Napoleon that came out. Yeah. We have um. We, what, what's the other one? Uh, Hunger Games just came out. Yeah, yeah. We have the Iron Claw, which is obviously going to be the best movie in the entire fucking year. Dream Scenario, fucking Godzilla minus one. We got all kinds of movies we got to see. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to be able to see any Christmas movies this year. Uh, yeah, you, usually around the time we do Christmas movies, but there's so much shit coming out that we want to see that's not necessarily Christmas themed. So and, and it's like. I love Christmas too. You know me, I'm a big Christmas yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I don't, you know, um, whatever you believe in, whatever your religion is, Hey, I bless you on that. Yeah. Um, but that's not my thing about Christmas. Christmas is about being with your friends, your family, mm -hmm. and just having a good time with the people that you love. Mm -hmm. And that's what Christmas is to me. Mm -hmm. So it's man, I don't even know at this point. I just know this, Chris, um, we better start news or we're never going to get done. This is the Movies Don't Suck and Some of Them News. I'm going to read Chris a bunch of stuff, and if he doesn't like it, too bad. He just gets to sit there and take it anyway. It's in my contract. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Let's do this. Let's do news. That's what you said last night. <laughs> what is going on? This uh, program is not wanting to do... Okay, there we go. Now, now all wants a sudden do everything. All right. Robert Eager's Nosferatu gets a release date. Um, now that's with Lily Rose Depp uh, is in it, and uh, who else is in it as well? Um, um, playing Nosferatu is Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and it is a reboot of the 1922 uh, Nosferatu. It will be released on Christmas Day, 2024. I have to wait a year for that, man. All right. That's fair. And the other thing is, dude, come on. Why wouldn't that be released on Halloween? I yeah, feel like it's a Halloween movie. They're probably hoping to get so, some sort of like uh, Oscar bona fides for, for 2024. Rock Eaters, who we all know, great director. Uh, what, what is he all directed? Um, I can't list them the all. The Witch, The Lighthouse, uh, of Ant <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the guy's the guy's great. Nicholas Holt is in it. Bill Skarsgård is in it, and Lilla Rose Depp. Mm -hmm. Of course, we see it. Of course, it's coming out. So. Uh, Charlie Day to star in dark comedy, Kill Me for X Y Z Films, Dark Horse Entertainment, and director Peter Warren uh, will be uh, part of the thing. Um, so basically, it's um, from Super Mario Brothers to uh, Kill Me, which is uh, a movie which is aiming to shoot next spring. We'll uh, see Jimmy played by day wake up in a bathtub after having tried to kill himself or at least that's what it looks like to his friends and family jimmy is pretty sure he didn't do it maybe together that margaret the 911 operator who took his call he sets out on a mission to solve who done it i like that yeah i like charlie day i just don't like always sunny in philadelphia oh you don't like the show itself really okay i like if it's always sunny I don't know. I mean, there's like an episode or two I like, but for sometimes, like when I try to watch it, and I've tried to watch it, like literally, I I am not a good friend of the 
the move what i i don't know oh do you need help opening that is that what you're saying all right so everybody my wife has now just told me that she needs help uh <laughs> opening a bottle of sauce so give me a second oh, yeah, oh, there you oh, go, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 uh, there's my dog right there. Hi, Alistair. You see my dog. Hi, Alistair. Alistair. All right, all right. You got, you got, oh, wait one second. This will help him get up. There we go. <laughs> all right. Five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, so um, uh, I'm always sunny in Philadelphia. Like, some episodes I like and stuff like that, but, like, sometimes I can't watch it constantly in order. Yeah, I'm with Are you. Are you a big fan of it? I'm a big fan. I do watch it. It's on it, when I, my, I'm at a loss to what to watch. I'll put on a few episodes and fuck around like on, on my switch or uh, I'll read because I'm a reader and I'm reading again. And I'm, yeah, yeah, it's, it's good background, but it's not something I watch religiously, you know? Yeah. Um, also, uh, making an announcement, black phone two will now be coming out on Jan- June 27th, 2025 oh, is now fuck? the announced date. <laughs> That's like two years from now. Huh? It's like a year and a half. From I, now. Well, I mean, they just got it together. They just got it together. Uh, what do you want, bro? But, 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 I mean, how long does it like, take to make? It's two, it's two years from, it's like two and a half years from now, but I guess you're right. It just, yeah. People have other things to film, bro. Uh, <laughs> people are famous. But uh, most of the cast is coming back. Uh, it's going to be joined by several of his co-stars. Include uh, Ethan Hawke is going to be joined by some of its most of his uh, co-stars, mm-hmm. including uh, Mason Times, How to Train Your Dragon, as Finney Shaw, uh, Madalena McGraw um, as Finney's sister Gwen, Jeremy Davies from Just Five as their dad Terrence, and Miguel Morrell. Uh, who uh, only previous credit is Black Phone. All of them will be returning to the next. I, I hope we get that guy that did the um that had the conspiracy that that board with all the lines in it. I hope we get that guy again. The guy who was trying to figure out the sleuth, the dog, the, the cops, and like you need to check out these houses. You know, yeah. I hope that guy's back. But yeah. all right, Jeremy Strong, uh-huh. Maria Pakalova, okay. as you know from. Uh, um, Borat too, yeah. as the daughter. All right, Bakalova, All right. yeah. Sebastian Stan. Oh yeah, yeah. Sebastian Stan. Mm-hmm. You're in for this movie, right? Yeah, yeah. It sounds good. Yeah. Whatever I say, what the next words are, no matter what it is, you're down for this movie, right? Are you saying that we're the kid when I drink to this next movie? <laughs> Who's in it? Those three actors are going to be playing in the movie called The Apprentice. And Sebastian Stan will be starring as Donald Trump in a movie Whoa. based on Donald Trump's lives in the 70s and 80s. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I'll be seeing this movie. Uh, Mariah, uh, Maria will be playing um, Ivana Trump. Uh, Jeremy Strong is on board alongside um, Stan as Roy Cohen. Uh-huh. Okay. Who else is, yeah. who, who's the director? Who's That's it. In? That's all I got. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't care anymore about that. <laughs> I, just, I don't want to talk more about that until I see something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, eh. they make fun of him to show him how much of an abusive, racist piece of shit he is. Then I'm all about yeah. it. All right. Um, a cowboy Christmas romance at Lifetime Film will be the first Lifetime movie to ever have a sex scene in it. What? Mm. 
Lifetime is spicing up its Christmas movies by including a risque sex scene and a cowboy Christmas romance, a departure from their family-friendly films. The network believes that there is an audience hungry for grown-up romance and is excited to add some smoldering to their unusual holiday content. A bunch of 45 women just masturbating to the movie network. <laughs> oh, cowboy romance! <laughs> Netflix has ordered a new season of its one of its, if not greatest, shows mm-hmm. of all time. Netflix originals. This is probably, I think, in their top three mm-hmm. best shows that Netflix has ever had on the fucking platform. What is it? Black Mirror Season 7 has been ordered from Netflix. Just keep on making them, dude. Just keep on making the Black Mirrors. These are all so good. Like the, I love things like Twilight Zone, Creep Show, these, uh, Outer Limits, I, uh, Room 104. Do you remember? But, or but, did you ever watch Room 104? Uh, no, but I, I want to say something about about the the Black Mirror episodes. They are like movies. They're the cinematic in the aspect that they are. So uh, I love Black Mirror. Uh, they've had some of the best episodes that are better than movies I've seen this year. So, yes, bring it on. I will watch myself in Black Mirror. I will. I will. I will. I'll probably, I mean, I'll hurt people. <laughs> I want your face in Black Mirror. Yeah. All right. Remember that time that you loved me? It's, dude, that was a constant love for you, pal. No worries. <laughs> That's not what you said last night. <laughs> Disney fails to crack $1 billion for the first time in a year uh, since me 14. How do you feel about that? I mean, they, they let it go on some things, bro. I mean, let's be honest. How many things did they let go this year? Well, I mean, you think about Wish. No one went and saw Wish because no one gave a fuck about Wish. Um, I, I, they I, don't. Okay, this is what the problem with Disney is. Disney is putting their namesake on everything, right? Mm-hmm. Star Wars, Marvel, uh, you know, what the fuck ever they're doing, right? But they're pushing so much shit out there because they want money, 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 money. But nothing feels important anymore. No, it's all these all like like Star Wars characters don't feel important anymore. Star Wars characters don't feel important. You know why? Because if I don't like it, fuck it. Give me three weeks and I'll get another one. Yeah, it's it's Marvel. Nothing matters because fuck it. Three weeks later, I'm getting another one. It's oversaturation for sure. Nothing feels like an event. Yeah, because something will be coming out a few months from then. So like. I don't know, man. Like, and this is me. I am a huge nerd, guys. I love, I love this stuff. Yeah. I can watch this stuff for years and be okay. But like, like right now, I'm rewatching the X Men '94 cartoon series. We already went through that. <laughs> sure, we went through that. We did. So, uh, yeah, Neil's right. How this. fucked up is that cartoon series, dude? Yeah. Oh my god! Crazy. How how do they allow us as kids to watch that? I know. Shit? Yeah, and like, <laughs> even like, even like the sort of racial messages, sort of like, like. Like you know, immune against people, that sort of thing. That's a big plays a big part in those ninety four, uh, right? From ninety four, yeah. But um, yeah, it's um when it comes to like oversaturation, Disney's very, very, very bad at that. Though, like, like we feel like we missed this one because it'll be something out next week. So maybe they need to focus more on making uh, you know a Star Wars movie an event or a Marvel movie an event as opposed to just saying, well, don't don't worry about it. We'll just keep you more and more. Because uh, believe it, or not, believe it or not, guys, there's a thing called fatigue, and when you get that, so many things that are fatigued out, you don't want to. You know, you're not gonna keep coming back. Uh, but I mean, to me, this year is the it's the year of Barbie and Oppenheimer, right? Like, I, I those are still movies that yeah. people aren't talking about forever. So, 
All right. Uh, Alien Romulus is between Alien and Aliens. Uh, is what star uh, Callie Spani has just said to everybody. Uh, alien Romulus will be set between the first two Alien movies, the same people who built those xenomorphs uh, actually came on and built the ones they have on their movie as well. Okay. So the same special effects people that did Alien and Aliens came back for this movie. That's I can't cool. wait now. Director uh, Fede Olivers uh, received high promise praise from uh, Ridley Scott, who said the film is Fucking great. Oh, really and he admired the dialogue. So really Scott gives the okay. I can't wait for this. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait for that. Yeah. Uh, inside Out 2 director confirms Pixar's sequel will be about puberty and anxiety. Cool. Uh, focusing on Riley's transition, uh, the main character Riley, from the transition from childhood to being a teenager. Great. Kids need that today. Yep. Koba Kai creators are involved in a new Karate Kid movie starring Ralph Maggio and Jackie Chan. Okay, so Jackie Chan's going to be sort of a Miyagi character, I'm guessing? Yeah, Jackie Chan was the Miyagi character in the next Karate, in the yeah. Karate Kid reboot with, with Jada Pink, uh, Jada's, or uh, um, Jaden Smith. <laughs> Jada Pickett Smith, whatever. <laughs> but creators John Hartz and Josh Held and Haiti and Sos have been uh, contributing to the movie as well. Uh, the upcoming Karate Kid movie will feature both Ralph Maggio and Jackie Chan bringing together the original franchise and its remake. The creators of Cobra Kai, the hit Netflix series, has been consolidated through the creative process of the new movie. Uh, the casting call for this movie has received over 10 thousand applicants within a day how the fuck do you watch all that within a yeah what how do you get people to come though like like yeah we roll and they have all these people how do you how do you select out ten thousand applicants yeah i have no idea man and it's gonna be nuts Mm -hmm. adam driver is in talks to take over from robert de niro's part as neil mccauley in Heat 2. Mm. So he will be the young version of Robert De Niro. He looks nothing in like Heat 2. He looks nothing like Robert De Niro. I'm driving his own sort of speech. Oh, the nose, the nose, the nose, the nose works look, works pretty good. I got a side by side picture right now in front of me. Okay, I, so you're honest, right. the nose kind of works. Yeah, and okay. to be honest, if you get the acting and the makeup down, man, you, mm. you can do it. Yeah, he's doing a lot of things. But we all know it should be Bill Hader, right? What's that? Oh, Bill Hader's Al Pacino. Oh, yeah. Bill Hader should be Al Pacino. Uh, dude, I, I I listened to that like uh, just yesterday. Uh, Al Pacino's Bill Hader. I'm like Bill Hader, Bill Hader's Al Pacino's so fucking funny. Uh, Bradley Cooper in an interview recently has made it very clear that he would do a Hangover Four right now, this second. He said and states. Uh, Bradley Cooper said, "I would." Do a, I would probably do a hangover in an instant just because I love Todd Phillips. I love Zach Galifianakis. I love Ed Helm so much. I would do it, but not just to do it. I just want to do it so I can all hang out and just have a good time doing something. Yeah, hanging out with his buddies, man. Yeah, I get it. That's nice to hear when people like each other. Uh, <laughs> Netflix is getting sued by the Squid Game The Challenge contestants who have been threatened and injured over it. If you don't know, there's a reality show called 
Squid Game the Challenge, where contestants are doing the Squid Game challenges from the show that was famous two years ago now. Is it yeah. two years ago? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, uh, see, uh, so now contestants are suing because they got injured for alleged injuries sustained during filming, expresses disappointment, alleged neglect on the contestants' well-being. Netflix and co-producer Studio Lambert deny lawsuit and priority of safety. Like, uh, I can say it sounded like a bad I mean, idea when I saw it. I was like, really? These people are you know, going to do Squid Game shit? Like, how how dangerous can it be? You know what I mean? So, All right. I'm cutting some of these out so we can finish this up. Um, <laughs> I'm going to cut some of these out. Uh, this one's just awesome. Tom Hardy says that uh, I celebrated by posting a picture out there that they're back filming and finishing up his last ride, as he says, as Venom with Venom 3. They're filming that now. Uh, Naruto, which is one of uh, people's most favorite Jap- Japanese anime Naruto? Um, Naruto. cartoons. Yeah. Huh? Naruto? Yes. It is coming to be a live action film uh, finally after 10 years of him owning the rights. Crazy. I thought, I thought it happened sooner, honestly. But you know what? Whatever. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Brandon Fraser's next movie with a searchlight would be rental family brandon fasher known as his roles in popular films like George the jungle the mummy franchise and experienced a resurgence in his career after winning an academy award for the yale uh fraser faced personal struggles um despite um his, the loss of his mother and such like that uh despite his recent success fraser is carefully uh, selecting the next roles and he has landed on searchlights rental family directed by hikira so it doesn't say exactly what it's about, and no details are going to be let out. But, Fraser. Right, Brandon Fraser's doing another movie. Yeah. Tim Allen and Tom Hanks has officially been asked to return as Woody and Buzz in Toy Story Five. We don't need one. We didn't need four. But um, but uh, I, I thought three was the perfect end to this movie. All so, right. All right. And then four came along, yeah. you know, and four was good too, and whatever. What the fuck? <laughs> um, hey, man, the, the past two weeks has been really good uh, for uh, Kale Mitchell and Keenan Thompson good because Burgers. Good Burger Two was released out on Paramount. Are we gonna watch that? I mean, if we have time. Okay. Yeah. Fair I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it was so good. Guess what? We're getting. What's that? Good Burger 3 is now in planned. That's crazy. I didn't know that. But I saw them on the Macy's Day Parade, though. The Good Burger. So can and kill in there. So, I mean, sure. Yeah. All right. So now, here's the biggest drama in Hollywood right now. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I'm ready. Jenna Ortega is not returning for Scream 7. What? Really? Her Wednesday, uh, her season two Wednesday filming will be taking place the same time that Scream 7 is scheduled for. So, Neil, that asks the question for me. What do you, what do you wish, do you wish she was doing both? Or, or if you had to pick one of the Scream series or the Wednesday Adams series, the Wednesday series. Oh, Wednesday Adams by okay, far. Okay. Let's just be honest. Okay. All right. <laughs> now, we're not done, Chris. Okay. This is, like I said, this is drama. Okay. This ain't, this, this is not even the first step yet. Okay. So then, since she's not returning, mm-hmm. the theaters, the, the, the company's like, oh, 
Well, that means we can't go with those characters. Mm -hmm. So Melissa Baria has been fired (laughs) from Screen 7. They're just doing new characters altogether. They're firing her because Jeanette Ortega won't return. So now the studio is reworking it to bring back Nev Campbell and Patrick Dimsey to return to the Scream series. I don't... Okay. I mean, fine. I mean, we saw them at the like They're going to do a meta, a meta thing again? I guess, man. What I mean, I, I like the most recent Scream. I thought it was fun. But, yeah, okay. Whatever. Do it, bring it back, I guess. Yeah. So now we're getting a completely different... Completely different kind of story. And last but not least, I'm going to leave it with this one because I feel like the Cape Fury series with uh, Martin Scorsese and Steven Spielberg, that sounds good. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, Transformers. Uh, Peter Cullen, who's done uh, Optimus Prime, is getting a Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. We got a bunch of new people who's going to be playing in Superman Legacy. We'll talk about that that next week. Uh, the Saints getting a reboot the movie with, um, you know, yeah. um, Val Kimmer from the back in the day. Uh-huh. Uh, Nicholas Holt is now playing the number one villain of all time, Lex Luthor. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, sorry. I keep forgetting. I'm like, is he going to tell me? You're like, yeah, I guess. So. <laughs> Beetlejuice 2 yes. has wrapped filming. Can't wait. I, I know they don't uh, know. Creed, five, uh, Creed 4 is in the works. Oh, okay. Um, let's see what else we got. Um, oh, uh, where is it at? Um, Tim, Tiffany, uh, Timothy, uh, the Shall guy me? who played. Shall uh, no, no, Timothy Olifam. He's now uh, agreed to do an Alien TV series. Okay. He's so attractive. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Oh my god, I missed the, the the dude that does that did Mandalorian. I can't remember his name. I can't Pedro find Pascal? it. No, no, not the actor. The <laughs> writer director. The the right. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Dave Fili, uh, Filiana is now the new chief creative officer for Lucas Films. Okay, which cool. means the guy who created Mandalorian <laughs> is now in charge of the entire Star Wars. Pro- pro- probably the best thing to come out of that. Of the new Star Wars is the Mandalorian, right? Yeah, exactly, one hundred percent. We saw Fallout images this week, which were ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's has now grossed more than the entire uh, franchise of games has ever uh, accumulated. Yeah. Uh, there's a new Jason Bourne movie in development right now with Matt Damon, and all those are good. All those are good yeah. stories, man. But. All those are good. I mean, um, and I like them, and they're all good, and they gave us good information. And I kind of went through them really fast, and I'm sorry about that to some people out there. But the thing is, there is only one story. There is one story, Chris. I read this story, right? Mm-hmm. And when I read this story, I said, shut the fuck up. Yeah, this uh, is not happening. Yeah. I made it up. Someone made this up. I'm not seeing what I'm seeing. And they're like, no, you're, you're seeing exactly what you think you're seeing. There is a sequel coming out to a movie that hasn't been out in what? I think it's 40 years. Okay. 
40 years, yeah. and we're getting a sequel to one of the greatest movies of all times. That's right, folks. They all signed on. Oh, this yeah. is Spinal Tap yeah, is getting this. a sequel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, director Rob Reiner confirms long-awaited This is Spinal Tap sequel with original cast returning to begin filming in February. Sequel will feature cameos from musician legends as Paul McCartney, Elton John, Garth Brooks, Ozzy Osbourne, along with other surprises. Plot reveals uh, around the band being forced to play one final concert. I just you know I had a dream of that Ozzy Osbourne was in the neighbor last night. <laughs> I mean, don't we all have dreams of Ozzy as our neighbor every night? Yeah, he, uh, he was everybody. super needy. He was all he was, uh, he was uh, sick and he always asked me to come over and like like help him. I was like, fuck, I have to help Ozzy again. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> was the news. I read Chris a bunch of stuff. He was happy about it. And if he wasn't, who gives a damn because it's in my contract? All right. We're talking about Thanksgiving directed by the, uh, the amazing, you know, Rothy directed such things as cabin fever, hostel. Uh, he did hostel part two. He did, uh, the short for Thanksgiving. It was, I think it's the only grand house film. That's the only one grand house film that actually, has been made now. It's a great spot. They also did the Green Inferno, Knock Knock, and now the House of the Clock and Laws, and now Thanksgiving. This stars Rick Hoffman. Oh, let's start. Let's start. This stars Patrick Dempsey as <coughs> Sheriff Eric Newton. That was a nice story. Also, uh, this stars Todd Olson as Mitch Collins, Gina Gershon as Amanda Collins. Look, I know you have a way of doing things, but this is Westbrook. Also, uh, Gabriel Davenport plays Scuba. Uh, we got Karen Cliche as Kathleen and Nell Verlack as Jessica. Look, I know you have a way of doing things. Oh, sorry. That was Look, actually- I know you have a way of doing things, but this is Westbrook. And the, the, I'm sorry, this is Gina Gershon. It's been over 20 years. Also, this also stars Rick Hoffman as Thomas White. If it pleases the court, I would like to tell a story about a noble ship's captain. Also, Derek McGrath as Mary Canton, Catherine Twowell as Mary Canton's wife, and... Jalen Thomas Brooks is Bobby. Neil, there's a storyline for this. It's very simple. I want you to go through, go through real quick. The riots in the shopping mall on Black Friday and in great tragedy a year later in the same town of Plymouth. In Massachusetts, a mysterious killer goes on killing spree in the days leading up to the great and bloodlessly final on Thanksgiving Day. So this originally was a movie that was a a interstitial between the Grindhouse movies back when one was Grindhouse, like 20, 2007, right? 2004. Uh, oh, you're going to tell me. Okay. What? What? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, let me give you a fact, Chris. Well, also, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Neil. Yes, this is based on the mock trailer from Grindhouse. Eli Roth directed the Thanksgiving movie. But Eli Roth has made it very clear that this is not from that. This is like if that movie, no, it was so bad that everybody destroyed every copy and <laughs> every actor died that was in that movie. So all they have is kind of an idea of where to go. And this is the 2023 reboot of that movie. And if you guys miss um, Eli Roth doing super gory, well, he's back. Because this movie's gory and funny as fuck, right? <laughs> I laughed 
so hard. I swear. Okay. So I'm sitting in the back of the theater in a black hoodie and with the hood up because there's people all around me. And I don't like that. <laughs> and, um, especially when I'm at a horror movie, I thought it was going to be since it's 11 a.m. Yeah. on a fucking Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Nobody was going to be there to see it with me. But you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was wrong. And um, so anyway, um, I was laughing my ass off. I had such a good time. This is with this a movie. fun, fun movie. Like, uh, um, th- this could easily be his scream series yeah. right here. You could do good. It easily could be. Yeah, nothing because <laughs> one, one, it was actually based off of um, here one second. It was actually based off of a real life character. Uh, the real life character, uh, John Caver, uh, Carver, that the bad guy's mask is made off. Just like it's like V for Vendetta meets <laughs> Scream meets I know what you did last summer is literally what this movie is. Yeah, and as gory as you want it to be, like I know people complain that that uh, Eli Roth hasn't done that in a minute, but he's back, and it's 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 so much fun to see this movie. Oh, dude. There was there is one scene where a dude just got like straight up plastered with a pole through his head and the uh-huh. blood squirted out so hard that I laughed so hard. It, I, I literally had my elbow my foot and like Chris, it was like this. I had my foot <laughs> and my elbow. One course going <laughs> like I was trying not to disturb everybody in the theater, which I'm sure that noise made them even more disturbed. Yeah. So if you're going this, it. if you're going this, mean to be scared, there will be a whole lot of that. But if you're, uh, if you're a Gore fan or if you're a Lyra fan, I think you'll find a lot to like about this because this is very fun. It's a fun movie, and that's why. Yes, I'm- it is. This is like I, I don't even know how to even like. All right, so the John Carver character is very much like a ghost face character yeah. where you don't know who the fuck is doing it. And I even had a friend of mine, um, I've said his name on here before, so fuck it, uh, Logan, uh, who so said, boring. dude, yeah, he goes, he goes, you will not know who, who the killer is. Now, I love him, and I love that he said that, and I... And I love that because he didn't know who the killer was. He thought all of a sudden I wouldn't know who the killer was. That is not the truth. I, I, by halfway through, I was like, that's the killer. Okay. I, I, I got it. But that's only because of foreshadowing and stuff, little hints. But there's so many hints. Right. That it was ridiculous. But no, this movie, I, I was surprised. But this movie itself, man, uh, it's very fun. It's uh, it's not for kids, obviously, unless your kids are fucked up. Um, because <laughs> unless your kids are fucked up, unless you already fucked your kids up, guys, yeah. do not take your kids. So, but yeah, uh, I do feel like like did you really see it so close to Thanksgiving? I should have felt like it should have been before, but that's not like this movie. This movie's funny. It's a fun movie. I saw. Yeah, it it's it, it's funny. It's fun. This is one of those movies that just like. Man, um, it was, it just made me feel like, it just, there's not many horror movies anymore that, I mean, horror movies, 
and I can't remember who said this recently. I think, I don't know if it was John Carpenter or who it was that said this. Was it this. Chris Owen? <laughs> no, it wasn't Chris <laughs> Owen. But there's a famous director that recently said this uh, recently, and I don't know if it was Eli Ross, Stephen King, I don't know who the hell it was. But it's like, if you're a horror movie and you take yourselves too seriously, then you miss the point. Yeah, it's supposed to be a little bit silly. And this is one of those movies that did not miss the point. I would watch this every Thanksgiving over any other Thanksgiving movie. Is there even a better Thanksgiving movie than this? Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, Spider-Man, too. Okay, well. Well, Spider-Man's a Thanksgiving movie. The first one, right? So. Yeah. We'll just add this to the 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 very slim Thanksgiving category movies and say this is stands among them as very 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 good. Um, it's very funny. And the first horror movie oh, done yeah. by TriStar Pictures since Evil Dead, tw- ten years ago. Oh, you want the Evil Dead remake, which was pretty good actually. Yeah, yeah, the 2013 Evil Dead, not the Evil Dead Rises. Mm-hmm. TriStar hasn't even done a horror movie in ten years, and this is what they throw at us. <laughs> Fuck yeah! I don't, I don't, I don't know why this came about. Like, I, oh, I kind of know why because Eli Roth has made it very clear that people have been hounding him about it forever. So he's like, all right, I'll make a Thanksgiving movie, and now this, I mean, easily he could make a Thanksgiving two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He could. This could be a Saw series, bro. Yeah, it's very fun. Uh, the like it has very unique kills, which the first to kill in this movie, fantastic. I couldn't love it more. Um, it's it's what it's what it reminds me of a movie that you'd see at Panic Fest, like an opening night. You know, like right. yeah. So it's it's fun, man. It's a fun movie, and I I really hope to see more of this. And it's you know Eli Roth back to do the the things that people love most about the fucked up gore. And we're, we're here for that. So, you know, you got, you got uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, you guys uh, want to see this in theaters. Uh, don't let this one pass you by, even though it's not Thanksgiving anymore. I think you'll find a lot to like about this. It's beautiful. Are you, are you, it's beautiful. You it's like one of my children. <laughs> you got quotes for this one? Of course I have quotes. I'm reading them. Chill out. All right, don't yell at me. All right. I'm going to stab you in the thigh. And eat it. Sorry to bother you. Looking for a suspect, a brown tan complexion, no head. (laughs) Yeah. Let's face it. Black Friday starts on Thanksgiving now. It was Waffle House cringe. I mean, it was just that bad. Your entire fucking family should be in prison, not have another sale. (laughs) John Carver was the first mayor of Plymouth. You, you know that's what our background is. That's Plymouth Rock. Okay, cool. That, that's what we're okay. okay. Only you would say. <laughs> only you would sell guns out of school. Well, yeah, Mark Cuban would think I'm a genius. If we let the cops handle it, we will all be fifty percent off. Ladies and gentlemen, another satisfied customer. Someone get him a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, 44 mag strain right there. Plus, you get bonus points if you make a hit, uh, dirty hairy reference. Let's get some cheer from our cheerleader. To go viral, you really need to 
hit people over the head, they say. It's like falling on the one-yard line, man. What are you thankful for this year? The service in here? This year, there will be no leftovers. All right, Neil, what's your score for Thanksgiving? Oh, first, first time listeners, you score through zero through five. So just say no. I don't know, man. I don't know because the problem is I like the holdovers and we gave it a 4.3. Yeah. But. This fills a, a place in the, the year that's not normally filled with a movie. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm going to get a 4.5. I have to. I love this movie. I, I was laughing so hard. The gore was so awesome. And I really think the way they left it, uh, this movie can easily be the next scream the next saw you know and it's based on a holiday that doesn't have any holiday movies so fuck yeah let's put it out there i'm actually gonna give the same score i gave the holdovers 4.3 so i just i think i can understand that you you just want to get in there and squeeze in there and touch it a little yeah yeah, you know they're both very good in very different ways uh, Thanksgiving's hilarious. It's 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 something I feel like we'll watch every Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Kind kind of like a Violent mm-hmm. Night. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's like one of those movies you have to fit in. Because I gotta watch Violent Night for the years up. You know, I, I know you have to as well. So Thanksgiving, it, it fits a very welcome spot in the holiday season that we need to watch. So, yeah, man. Uh, both really good movies. Saw this week. I'm very excited. Uh, I was very excited to do this episode because they're both really good movies and people should try to. Get out and see these before they're gone forever. Well, I mean, they're going to be gone forever. Try, get out and see these if you want to, you know, watch it if you like movies. Neil, I'm on RottenTomatoes.com. What's the audience score for Thanksgiving? The audience score? Yeah. 92. 79%. Oh, I hate every audience member ever. Audience says, some entertaining kill scenes make Thanksgiving a lot of fun for horror fans, even if it isn't all that scary. All right, Neil, what's the career score for Thanksgiving? 102. 83%. <laughs> oh! Why did you let me guess I don't 102? Know, sorry. Sorry. There's no such thing as 102. Cre- I would have gone a second time. Uh, search, uh, search for first 83% critics consensus is combining belly-busting humor with delightfully over-the-top gore, Thanksgiving is a feast for Grindhouse fans. I'll read a better review and a good review. Uh, from Edward Porter at the Times UK, he says, The opening vision of retail hell proves to be the best horse sequence the latest murders are just basic ghoulish fun. and really have a Thanksgiving thing. Whatever. And this is from, uh, well, let's do, uh, let's do, um, Randy Myers from San Jose Mercury News says, he's easily one of Roth's best horror banquets, gory, ridiculous, and over the top. So, uh, I like Hila Roth. If you like Hila Roth, this is a thing that you'll like, uh, if you, uh, if you like his early films, uh, because, yeah, it's gory, it's fun, and it fits, it fills a, Genre, holiday genre that you don't normally see, so it it works out. I'm I'm I was really happy to see things. Does it? Yeah. All right, Neil. Next week, what are we doing? What are we talking about? What do people want to exit? Uh, two more movies. Yeah. Which movies? Next week, we're going to be talking about the shortest man in the world and the biggest asshole actor to play him, 
Uh, we're gonna be talking about Napoleon. I didn't know you. I didn't know you didn't like Walking Phoenix. Oh no, no, he's good. He, he, he you know, as long as he's not abusing people. Oh. Um, okay. And who I'm else? Kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, we're talking uh, Napoleon, and then we're gonna be talking, uh, of course, everybody's favorite movie this season and probably of the year. Uh, Hunger Games, a uh, song of ballad of wizards, snakes, and bro- I don't know what the name <laughs> song, of it is. I, so, I don't know. Uh, Hunger Games, ballad of songbirds and snakes, or snakes and songbirds. Songbirds. I feel like I was really close without I, looking I, I it actually, up. I, I actually, I saw it last night, and I don't know which where it goes in, but it's, it's new Hunger Games. It's a prequel, and it's uh, everywhere you find movies. We we'll talk about those two because they're giant at the box office. I think this week is gonna be the the Beyonce movie is being released, and that'll be. One that we probably won't see. The who? Who's Beyonce? Yeah, uh, Beyonce is a uh, pop artist. She does music. Oh, Jay Z's wife? Yeah, Jay Z's wife. Good job. Does <laughs> she make music? Uh, yeah, she makes music and they're doing a concert film for. Uh, the last time I heard she made music was after she like uh, didn't she have those people killed that were in the group with her, Destiny's Child or something? And then she made like an album right after that. Well, she, that, that, like single ladies. Uh, I don't remember her killing anyone, but. Yeah, she might as well have. Um, but um, uh, uh, that's what we're seeing next week. You can find us on movies don't suck that net. W two in net That's W number two M is movies net, and yeah, find us there along with a bunch of other really cool podcasts. We're also on uh, X MTS podcast. We're on Instagram MTS podcast. We're on Patreon Patreon.com slash movies don't suck. Uh, if you guys like us, go ahead and throw a few shekels. And if you're lucky, you'll see us uh, throw a. Bonus episode in there. If we get enough uh, followers, we'll do that. Um, also, right now, we'll do extra bonus content for people. We'll try to do as much as possible uh, we to, can for all of you every time, all the time. Go to buffer.com, so she's on sucks and something you'll find some uh, merch like our our faces or our logo or stuff the deal is just thrown on there because he's out of here. Well, you're up his ass. We're also a refund podcast. We're refund podcast. Find moves that don't suck and some that do. Yeah, what do we do for small businesses? If you got a small business, let us know, and we'll be more than happy to uh, advertise you right here. Our movies don't suck, and something due to our thousands of listeners, our millions of followers, and let you know how much we love you and your products. Are you good? You ready to get out here? I'm always good, brah. That's another episode of Movies Don't Suck and Some Do. My name's Neil. And I'm Chris. And remember, guys, no matter how hard you try in life, don't be just a holdover. Go out there and try to stuff the whole bird. Have a good day.